You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now, and then message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Again, that's Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator to prove it. Today, I am with... Houston Golden. And Houston, what are you working on? So I'm the co-founder of Banff Media. We are a growth hacking and marketing agency, and our mission is to create high ROI across your traction channels through cutting edge growth hacking and marketing execution. It's super cool, and Houston is one of the best people in the game. Houston, can you give us a little bit of context about things you've done in this space to you know, give us some context about your career? Yeah, man. So in just the last six months here at Banff, we have grown from three to 30 employees. We published the top four marketing books ever on Product Hunt. We grew our community on Facebook, which you're an awesome contributor of. Thanks, Juan. Uh, But we grew our community from 8,000 to 20,000 people worldwide. And we also secured our dream office here in Venice Beach. So those are some of our, you know, top accomplishments this the last six months alone, and we have pretty high ambitions for, you know, what we're going to do the next year and the next five years and really try to change the world and empower founders everywhere. Super excited for you guys, and our mission's totally aligned, Houston. Our listeners are sitting in Latin America, or they're Latino founders here in the U.S., and they're trying to figure out how they can take their startup to the next level. And that's exactly why you're on the show, to share a very tactical piece of info that people can stop the show and then run with what they learned from you. So what would that be for you, Houston? Yeah, so today I wanted to come on and talk about PR hacking and how to get massive press for your startup or your personal brand without paying a dime for PR or or going through a traditional PR agency. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically a lot of people think that in order to get press, you have to have like major connections, you have to know people at the top publications, and you have to pay a ton of money to some sort of PR agency to help send out a press release, right? But what we found um, getting press for both our books as well as all of our clients um, who go through our PR hacking service is that the traditional press release is really dead. Um, and sorry if you actually run a traditional PR agency, um, you're going to probably not like to hear that, but really the press release is dead. You know, you're going to get some valuable backlinks maybe, but you're not going to drive any traffic. You're not going to really be able to share your true authentic story. You're not going to create any organic authentic buzz through a sort of press release through like PR newswire or any other press release like that. So one of the things that we do to get press for, um, for ourselves and our clients is that we really focus on pitching stories, right? Um, we're not just pitching some sort of business announcement or some sort of new product or you know, really trying to you know, create some sort of salesy pitch, right? We actually try to relate to the person we're connecting with and reaching out to, and we try to pitch an, a real engaging and buzzworthy story. And 
That's really the main difference from our strategy on a fundamental level is that we don't send a generic press release out to um, a PR newswire type place. We actually reach out to individual people. We relate to them on a personal level and we pitch an authentic story. So I can already see yeah. how that would connect better with people anyways, because if you're telling a story, then people are actually going to opt into hearing out what you have to say. Whereas if you're just giving a news announcement about what you're doing, you know, people are kind of selfish in that sense. They're not going to want to know what's going on in your life. They only want to know if it's relevant to them. And if you're telling a story, you can at least get their attention buy-in to listen more than just a news announcement of this is what I'm up to. Who cares what you're up to? They want to know if it's relevant to them. And that's kind of the angle that you're taking with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Our whole goal with PR hacking is to get ourselves and our clients interviews, to get featured stories shared on top publications, and to even get those product reviews um, from relevant influencers and bloggers that have that domain authority. So it really depends. And, you know, you really need to start with you know, a solid strat- strategy, figure out what are your goals and really set your KPIs before you do your outreach. So that's the first thing we always ask our client is, you know, are you trying to get interviews on a podcast? Are you trying to get interviews on blogs? Are you trying to share a story about how you founded your company and why you're doing it? Or are you actually maybe trying to get product reviews? Are you trying to reach out to YouTubers who are going to do an unboxing video and you know talk about the experience that they're had with, with your product, right? So when it comes to a PR hacking strategy, you really need to figure out what your goals are and set your KPIs from the beginning. And then from there, you can start to build your email list. And I can talk about a few tools that will help you build a targeted PR email list And then you also need to focus on actually how do you write a personalized PR outreach template so that you can achieve all of those KPIs and those goals from getting the interviews and those stories. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. So once you've established your KPIs, um, you want to go into building that email template. And it always starts with a personalized intro. So you want to, you know, if I was reaching out to you, Juan, I would say, hey, Juan, I saw your podcast on the Monos Accelerator, and I love that interview that you did with Goldie Chan around LinkedIn, becoming a LinkedIn influencer, and I found it valuable because of the strategies that she shared around LinkedIn video. I wanted to reach out because we just launched a book on how to become a LinkedIn influencer and thought it'd be relevant to you, right? So I'm starting off by saying, you know, hey, I love what you did and I love that content that you shared. So I'm immediately validating them, flattering them and, you know, starting off that relationship in a very personal and a very positive, positive way, as opposed to starting off with something not personal, something potentially not relevant. And, you know, maybe, you know, when you're doing a cold email, if you don't start with that personalized intro, you're not going to get the kind of results. You're not going to get the those you know, positive replies that is one of our number one KPIs when we do these kind of outreach. We always want to get that positive reply, so we always make that intro super personalized and relevant. Once you've figured out um, how you're going to do your personalized pitch um, for that intro, you want to you want to basically get a one to two sentence um, uh, sentence or pitch on who you are and what you do and why it matters. So. 
you, you would say something like, you know, hey Juan, saw your episode about Goldie Chan, you know, X, Y, Z. Uh, I'm Houston, co-founder of Banff Media. We just launched this book on how to become a LinkedIn influencer, and we also run one of the largest communities for marketers and founders. Here are three to four relevant topics that I would be interested in sharing with your audience on your podcast. So I would actually pitch them the stories that I wanted to share um, with their audience. So this actually makes it easier for them because they immediately know, oh, these are the things that he could provide value. These, these are the things that they um, have thought leadership on or domain expertise on. And these are potentially some stories that my audience is going to find interesting. And so we usually do the personalized intro, one to two sentence pitch, and then you know three to four value props or topics of interest um, for those things that we could talk about. Do you want those topics to be already kind of title ideas that they can just approve yes or no, or do you want it to be a little bit broader than that? Not the exact title as the as they would copy paste it on the headline of the article, but more of just like, hey, I can talk to you about this, or I can talk to you about that. What are you? leaning more towards. Yeah, and it, it really is kind of like a blog topic headline type of strategy, right? You, you want to give them something that they can read and go, oh, cool, I would love to publish an article with that title. You don't necessarily need to write it in a title format. Um, it could be simply, you know, for example, one of our best case studies was this client called Girl Crew, and they're a social networking app for girls. And they're essentially like Facebook, but no boys allowed. Um, the co-founder had some pretty hilarious stories around you know, the early days of trying to start this app. And one of the ways that we pitched uh, topics that would be interesting to talk about was um, you know, how we grew Girl Crew to 100,000 members across 46 global cities, right? So that's basically a headline in itself. Um, how my co-founder switched her gender on Tinder to find friends, which led us to start Girl Crew. That is a unique founder story that is very close to being ready to be a blog title or a podcast title. So we basically pitch them those ideas that are ready to go. And, you know, there are usually a combination of business achievements, um, interesting sort of Ideally, somewhat funny stories around their early days or something that sort of provides, you know, some insight into, you know, why they're doing what they're doing and, you know, how they got there, right? So switching your gender on Tinder to find friends as a girl, um, that is a headline that we've gotten placed in dozens of top publications from Refinery29 to the Girl Boss podcast to TechCrunch, even CNBC and you name it, we've gotten this story published a ton of different places. And what we find is that these bloggers and podcasters, they don't usually take the exact headline and then use that for their blog post, but it sort of gives them an immediate idea of what they could potentially talk about. And the headlines that we're getting placed live are about that you know, general story, but they're, they're all different um, headlines. Like the, the actual placements that will come out of that would be like, why 100,000 Women Love Girl Crew's Tinder for Female Friendship app. Um, Girl Crew takes on loneliness among women, right? So the variety of the titles um, is, is very different. So 
You will get some that are very close, like meet the woman who hacked Tinder. That one's like almost directly from our email and got placed on Refinery29. So you can see how it could really work to, you know, sort of be a clickbait or an engagement bait type of strategy um, on your cold email outreach where you're going to just increase the reply rate as opposed to increase like the click-through rate if it was a blog title. Got it. Got it. Yeah, so that's the general formula for how we like to structure our PR outreach emails. And I would say a well-crafted PR outreach email is one of the most important pieces of your PR strategy. And then, you know, how do you actually figure out who you're going to reach out with? That's a whole other, more technical um, aspect. Writing the email template is definitely a more kind of what I like to say. It's more fluffy, more soft, emotional sort of you know, crafting the message and the voice and coming up with the right topics. But then actually how you develop those targeted PR lists of bloggers, influencers, podcasters, that's a lot more technical. And, you know, I want to share a couple of tools with you um, that you can utilize to actually build those lists. Amazing. Yeah. So the first tool that we utilize to build our blogger and influencer lists is called BuzzSumo. You can sign up for a, pay, a free account or a paid account. It's not that much, maybe 30 bucks or 50 bucks a month if you get the upgrade, but it's totally worth it. You can use BuzzSumo for a range of different strategies, um, but most importantly, the way that we use it is to target bloggers and influencers. So when you go to BuzzSumo, there's a tab that says content research, and then content research essentially analyzes the web to find the most relevant, most shared, and most liked and engaged articles across the web. So it'll search every website, essentially the way that you would search Google, but instead of just searching for those keywords, it'll actually search for how, how much shares is this article getting across social and how much engagement and traffic is this individual article driving. And instead of like Google, where you're gonna search for, you know, if, for example, for Girl Crew, we would search, you know, women in tech. And if we just search women in tech on Google, we're going to get a list of a ton of random backlinks. But if you search women in tech through the content research on BuzzSumo, you're going to get a list of thousands of bloggers who are writing articles specifically about women in tech. You're going to see the actual author's name. You're going to be able to export that into a, a CSV, into a spreadsheet like Google Sheets. You're going to get the author's name. You're going to see, you know, how many retweets does this person get on average? How many shares on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter has this article gotten? And so you can actually sort the engagement of the articles that you're searching for. And then you can extract out the URLs for those blog posts along with the usernames or the actual author names of those people. And wow. that might sound a little bit complicated at first, but... It's actually really simple, BuzzSumo, content research, search for women in tech, and then you just click export as a CSV, and you're going to get those author names and the URLs of those blog posts. Once you have that data in a spreadsheet or a CSV file, you're well on your way to creating a highly targeted PR list. So the next goal is to actually enrich that data with emails. So you want to format that bus email list, you want to get rid of a lot of the extra columns. 
um, because Buzzsumo gives you a ton of valuable data, but you don't necessarily need all of that in order to get the emails for these people. So you want to just, you know, kind of remove a lot of the extra data columns so that you've got, you know, the number of followers, the author name, the blog link. Cool. So once you have your blogger or influencer list exported from Buzzsumo, you remove a lot of the additional columns that you don't necessarily need in order to make your email outreach list. And then once you have it kind of narrowed down, you have the author name, you have the post URL, and you have you know a couple of columns that you might need for your targeting later, you want to actually use another tool called Hunter.io. So when you go to Hunter.io, you want to sign up, get a paid account, and you want to go into the bulk task section on Hunter.io. When you're in the bulk task section, you want to go into the email finder um, option. So that will let you find email addresses from a list of names and companies. That's what it says, but it also let you find a list of emails from names and like domains. So you can either use the name of the publication or the name of their blog, or you can actually just use the URL of that company or blog. So from Bussumo, you're gonna have the list of names and domains. You upload it into the bulk email finder, and then it's gonna export a list of essentially email guesses on you know what that blogger's email is. And it's gonna export it with a list of you know all the email guesses it can find as well as like a confidence interval that it has, sort of like good, great, poor. It'll give you sort of what their confidence is on that that's actually gonna be a valid email because you can't actually take the Hunter list, at least I, you could, I wouldn't recommend taking a list directly from Hunter and then starting to email those people because a lot of them are gonna be invalid and they're gonna bounce and they're gonna mess up your email reputation and it's gonna mess up the deliverability of the rest of your campaigns. You can even get blocked, right, if you do that too much? You can definitely get blocked. Like get blacklisted? You can definitely get blacklisted. You can definitely really negatively affect your email reputation. And then if you are doing other marketing emails, um, it could really negatively affect your business, right? So if you do some sort of outreach and it's, you know, you, you get ultimately, you know, you hurt your email reputation, your really important emails are going to start going into spam and it can really affect other areas of your business. So when you're doing a growth hack like this, it really is important to be cautious and follow every step along the way to make sure that you're not going to have any sort of negative side effects. That's sort of like, you know, we've, you know, Juan and myself have done a lot of these growth hacks many, many times and we sort of learned the hard way um, and learned on our own dime so that you don't have to. So really trust us and trust the experts on this. Don't just, you know, start spamming a bunch of invalid emails because everything with growth hacking is, you know, slightly more risky, um, which, you know, you like to take a very calculated, intelligent risk in order to achieve a really great result. That sort of like comes with the nature of growth hacking. Yeah. So what I like to do is take that list um, that I got from Hunter and upload it into another tool like Bright Verify. You can use Zero Bounce, which I've actually found is the cheapest one um, to get the same results as like a, a Kick Bounce, Bright Verify. There's a ton of other email validation softwares out there, um, but definitely go with Bright Verify or Zero Bounce and um, once you have validated all those emails, you want to split them up and segment your list to only emails that are valid. You don't want to 
email people that have an accept all email address or anyone that is an unknown status or invalid or accept all. You want to actually split those off into another list and um, only send your initial outreach to emails that are found that are valid, which from our experience is going to be, you know, potentially around 5% of all the people that you export from BuzzSumo. So it's a, it's a pretty small percent. Wow. Um, but you're also going to be able to keep your bounce rate at around 1% if you only send to valid. And what I like to do, and, you know, we have a lot of processes around this internally where we're able to actually use other enrichment tools other than Hunter. So we have some tools internally that we've developed. We've also used tools like Find That Lead. Um, so all the ones that we find that aren't valid, um, the accept alls, unknowns, and invalids, we'll upload those into Find That Lead. We'll usually get another you know, 10 to 20% return on those emails. And then we'll revalidate the ones from Find That Lead. And then we'll segment them again. We'll upload them into another tool to really try to maximize the amount of valid emails that we're going to get from every list we export from BuzzSumo. And then all the ones that we can't find using these automated tools, we actually have a list of like reliable freelancers who will go and research um, and find the valid emails individually. We've gotten to a point where we can get like between 50 and 60% of the entire BuzzSumo list that we export. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So... You know, obviously, it, it can get as complex or as simple as, as you want it to be. If you're trying to get, like, really insane results, um, you can you can try to follow all those steps, or you can hire Banff to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, like, very time-consuming. It's a lot of tedious work in order to get those lists, like, fully optimized and to get the maximum amount of emails from those lists. So, um yeah, if it's not something that you have, you know, hours out of the day to, to focus on, probably makes sense to hire a, a team like Bev or even talk to Juan to see what he can help hook you up with. <laughs> cool. So, so once you have that list ready to go, you have your templates set up, you want to use a tool like Mailshake. That's really our favorite tool. We've also used Mixmax. We've also used QuickMail, which both work, but Mailshake gives you the best control over the amount of emails that get sent each day and make sure that you never send more than 250 emails a day and it also breaks it out over the day so if you send 250 emails in a day it'll send them in batches of only five emails at a time like every 15 minutes throughout the day which um, when gmail perceives those emails coming in and going out it's going to look a lot more natural you're going to get a much better open rate than you would if you used another tool so as far as doing the actual outreach itself definitely use a tool like mailshake mixmax and quickmail are fine but don't use something like mailchimp um, mailchimp is really for traditional email marketing for you know targeting your customers um, emailing people who've opted into your newsletter and that sort of thing. It's not really designed for this sort of cold email outreach. So make sure you're using a tool that's specifically designed for this cold email. And that's really it, man. So once you start doing that outreach, you really want to stay on top of uh, your responses and your replies. Um, the way we do it at Banff is we actually have a team of VAs that manage our inboxes for our clients. And they'll go through and they'll label things as a, a hot lead, a warm lead, cold lead, 
not interested, no thanks, or question, or bounce. And we'll come up with some, those are pretty much our standard labels that we'll, um, our VAs will go through, they'll look at the response, label them, filter out any emails that potentially bounced. And um, that way that we um, at Banff or our client can really focus on who they're going to reply to. Our VAs will even go in and add notes. Um, so if they do have a question or they do have something sort of interesting in their response to our email, um, they'll make a note of it so that we can go through and very efficiently respond to all of the people um, in the press that are you know, interested in talking to us. And then we'll, we'll filter those out by you know, the top priority um, opportunities. So, you know, obviously if someone like CNN or TechCrunch or Forbes or one of those really top publications gets back to us, we're going to prioritize our PR leads, our PR opportunities based off of that. Um, so we've had really great results with this strategy. So far, we've had a 100% success rate with getting our clients on the top publications um, using our PR hacking strategy. And a top publication is any publication, um, by our definition, it's any publication that gets more than 10 million monthly average visitors. So once you start going through podcasts, um, a top podcast opportunity is any top 1,000 podcast. Um, we consider that a top opportunity or any Facebook page that has over a million likes. So we have a couple of criteria for like how we filter out the top opportunities. And we've had a 100% success rate working with our PR clients on getting them those, those top placements. That is amazing. And Houston, something that I really like about the way you guys do things is there's always this tug of war between marketers or startup founders and people that want to do things in a growth hacky manner. I think there's a lot of disrespect between people that really want to do things in a white hat manner and they like really romanticize the just putting in the hours and doing things the hard way. And they kind of like villainize anyone that's trying to do all these clever hacks and do very, very rapid growth. And there's kind of this tug of war between marketers saying it is okay to be, you know, super smart and do like the tactical things. And then people saying, no, the product lives or dies by its own merit. If it doesn't get traction, it doesn't get traction. And you guys are being really smart about it because you're putting in the hours. You just broke down the way that you do things. And it's actually really hard. It's really tedious. You are personalizing the emails and actually following up with every single person and you're doing an entire CRM as if it was like a sales pipeline from, you know, cold email to closed opportunity. Yeah. It's, you're putting in the hours and it's super clever because you're doing it at scale. And it's so cool to see and understand how much you're, you're collaborating with, with these two like mindsets. It's totally a hybrid of, yes, it's personalized and it's also going to be smart and we're going to reach out to thousands of people. And it's very clear to see that that's why these things are working. You can't just spray and pray, and also you can't just go, you know, to email ten people in one day and expect results to come from that. Yeah, I think you touched on so, a, on a few awesome points there. So, like, we we talk to clients all the time who are you know a little bit apprehensive about the whole growth hacking process and the growth hacking mindset. It's you know some sort of pushback that we get very often, um, and specifically with the PR hacking service, there's a ton of traditional PR agencies that have been around for, you know, 20 years or 10 years. And they, they're really able to like tell their clients or, you know, who are our potential clients, 
we have all these existing relationships. We have, you know, 20 years of experience of doing this. And then when we're trying to sell our PR hacking service, we're really like, look, we've been around for like six to eight months as a company. Here's all of our case studies. We get amazing results. You know, maybe we haven't been around for 20 years, but those companies that are trying to get your business to do a press release aren't going to get the results. And I will often challenge them to say, hey, man, or, you know, hey, girl, <laughs> like, we, we talk to so many founders literally every day that like I'll just be like, look, you guys hire that traditional PR agency. Bring us on. We'll give you a, like a discount um, just so that you can afford to bring us both on at the same time. And I guarantee you, we that so we can race them. Yeah, I get like I'm I'm so competitive on like I refuse to lose. And any (laughs) any any prospect that works with us on PR hacking and has a traditional PR agency, we've had three clients like this in the past. They've all dropped their traditional PR firm after three months. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay, Manos Nation, do not forget your chance to win digital goods and resources on every episode right here on the podcast. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and once you've done that, message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Subscribe on iTunes and then message Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. See you on the next one. Houston, that's so cool. What is the best way for people to stay in touch with you, everything that you're doing, and watch your progress as you scale BAM? You know, first and foremost, we would love for you to join us in the Facebook group. Um, My co-founder, Josh, shares valuable content there almost every day. Juan, you're probably our number one contributor, so thanks for all you do for the group. And if you want to follow Juan, you might as well join BAM as well. Um, (laughs) Other than that, like, just feel free to check out our website. It's BAMF.media. Or, um, you know, on our website, you can just click the, like, consultation link and you'll be able to get in touch with us if you're interested in working with us. That's really the best way. You can also shoot me an email at houston at banff.media or connect with us on LinkedIn. Um, We're all over LinkedIn as well. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd really love to work with any startups or anyone trying to build their personal brand to help them create massive growth. Perfect. Houston, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all these things with us. Very valuable. Yeah, anytime.